This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer. And we're happy to have you folks with us at this time. We ask you to help us with the broadcast a little if you can. And uh, also write us, let us know what station you're listening to us over. That'll be a big help to us to see whether we're spending God's money like it ought to be, being a good steward. And I ask you to help us with that. And then pray for us as the days come and go. We just, the old sinner saved by grace, getting out the gospel according to God's word on the old trailblazer broadcast. And also we have uh, the Voice of Truth broadcast here at Radio Mission. If you write me, I'll be glad to send you a log of all of our radio station. And if you'd like, put your name on our list for our magazine. We don't bombard you with all kind of literature and thing. No, we don't do those things. But if you'd like to have a good sound magazine, comes out on a quarterly basis, we'll send it to you. And we're looking at this study on uh, the blood of covenant, the blood in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And we're beginning there with the creation. And we had come down to where the Lord told Adam and Eve uh, that they shouldn't eat of the tree. And then uh, Eve questioned Eve questioned it. Satan questioned it. She added to her answer. The reason the woman listened to the voice of Satan was because she'd already begun to question the truth of God's word. I tell you, if you never believe, if you don't believe God's word, uh, you'll never be saved. I often hold up my Bible here by my microphone, and I say, this is God's word. Believe it and be saved. Disbelieve it and be lost. That's right, my friend. The Bible says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And that's why... The old trailblazers out here every day, plodding up down the road, bringing the gospel because there's so much error out here. With you say, where so, Pastor? Well, even the Bible, the what been watered down, just like the NIV translation of the Bible. That's the most radical thing you ever saw. And if you'd like, I'll send you a, a little pamphlet we put together on the errors in those translations, and I'll be glad to do that. But then, when when she gave expression to the doubt in her heart, there. She added to it in her answer to Satan by saying, Now listen, but of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest you die. Now the Lord didn't say that. Eve added that on to it. When she answered Satan, she added to it, which reveals the fact that there were likely resentment in her heart against the word of God. Now listen to what God said. Ye shall not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And she not only added to it, neither shall ye touch it, but she took it from by leaving out the word surely. The scripture says, thou shalt surely die. And she said, lest ye die. You see how, how you can just take the, the sharp edge off of, off of those things, my friend? But listen, uh, do you know that is what modernists do today? When folks begin to doubt the Word of God, they add to it and take the sharp edge off of it. And that's exactly what they've done with this new Revised Standard Version, which they call, which we call here the Antichrist Bible. And that's exactly what modernists do. They add to it, take from it, take the sharp edge off of it. And uh, my friend, we're just going to go slow here in this study and, and show you the downfall of Adam and his wife. This revealed a fact that she did not have confidence in and was not in subjection to God's holy word. And I tell you, this, at this time, if you don't have confidence in God's word, you will never be saved. 
And I'll tell you another thing. If you don't have confidence in God's true, God's man, God's true ambassador, you question, critical, uh, criticize, you never get saved, my friend. The old trailblazer has come to the conclusion that criticism is Satan's trump card. Satan will spread a little rumor here and there, yonder, about the pastor and this and that and the other. It'll spread like wildfire. And criticism, criticism. I told you about the woman that Pastor Shelton dealt with. She come in his office one morning, and she said, uh, Pastor, let me uh, let me do something for you. Would you do that, please? And he said, well, sure, I guess so. He didn't know what she was talking about. She said, you have a pair of scissors in your desk drawer? He said, yes, and he handed them to her. She said, I want to cut six inches off your necktie. That thing has always bothered me. It's too long. She whacked off six inches off his necktie, handed him the scissors back. He said, hold on, hold on a minute, lady. She was a member of his church. And he, she, he said, now lean over here. I want to cut six inches off of your tongue because you're the most gossiping old bitty that ever was in shoe leather. And, and, and she got the picture, didn't she? She got the picture. She was a she was critical of everything, critical of him, critical of the piano player, critical of this one, critical of that. I found out, my friend, that you just you just need to keep your mouth shut. Doctor Copeland told me one day he was in Waco, Texas, where he lived, and he met a real good friend of his coming down the street, and uh, said the fellow just passed him right on by, didn't even look up, didn't speak or anything. He said, "What's wrong with old Joe?" So he must have something something crossways or something. And he said later on that morning, he was out on the street again, and he saw old Joe with a little white casket under his arm. His baby had died, and he was going to get a casket to bury it in. And you see how, you see how easy it is to criticize somebody? You, you see how easy it is? That's right. That's right. And uh, so let's be careful, my friend. Eve, that's what she was. She was critical. Now, these folks are taking sharp edge off the Bible. They raise a question about God's word, and he's spoken. And God is the creator, but we are the creatures. The present-day modernists, or infidels, I call them, would raise the question and say, this is blind faith. To the born-again believer, it's obedience based on the fact that the Bible is God's word, and this fact he knows experimentally. Every individual who ever gets to God through Christ knows that the Bible is God's inerrant, verbally inspired word, and that soul has reached the very highest source of authority in God's word. Let me say this, that self-same evil, that questioning of God's word is the one thing that has corrupted all religious religions throughout the world today, and this is one reason it's so hard to reach sinners with the gospel of Christ today, my friend, because every individual just about it knows some preacher who has who has gone bad, I call it, who's had an affair with his piano player or with a with in, in either real or imagined. And folks, you, I'm not going down there. That old boy is just a whoremonger. I'm not going down there. That guy's a, a homosexual. I'm not. I won't listen to him. But my friend, listen, listen, listen. The first step that led this woman to her downfall was the hearkening to the question, "Hath God said?" She listened. She listened. That, are, you, are you listening to gossip, my friend? I often tell my folks here, I see folks when we have a gathering, and I see folks standing out there under the shade of a tree talking, 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 mouth just a-going, and when I walk up close, they shut up. And you know what they're doing? They're gossiping. They're gossiping. I tell folks, if you can't say it out loud, don't say it at all. 
Don't say it at all. No, sir. It's like a little little uh, niece that I had that her grandmother kept her a while. And so they were in the store one day, and her grandmother said something critical about somebody in the store. And she said, Grandma, you told me if I couldn't say something good, don't say nothing at all. He come back on her. Oh, she had to apologize to the little child because she, she violated her own rule. And that's a good rule. If you can't say something good, don't say anything, my friend. Oh, but listen now. Listen, let's go back to our study. God's word has no place in the hearts of unsaved men, but the lie of Satan does. If you will turn the microscope on your own heart and on the heart of every man out of Christ, you will find that the word of God has no place in that heart, but Satan's lie has. I heard this about an old man. They said he would rather climb a tree and tell a lie than to stand on the ground and tell the truth. Isn't that something? But listen, I don't care who you approach today, whether in the pulpit or outside, they'll tell you, well, this is my opinion. God's word has no place in their heart except those who have gotten to the Lord. Then Satan uh, first shook the woman's confidence in God's truth and then brought her under the power of his infidel reasoning. This shook her confidence in God's love. When her confidence was shaken, In God's love, then she could not believe his word. If the woman had stood her ground and said, Sir, I have confidence in God's word. I have confidence in God's love. And listen, listen, he could withhold no real good from me. She would never have yielded to his reasoning. I ask you this at this time. Do you listen to Satan's lies? Do you listen to those gossiping about your pastor or about someone else, a song leader? or the piano player, or, or someone in authority, the deacon or someone. My friend, listen, let's be careful. Let's, let's ask the Lord, put a padlock on our lips. Have you ever done that? Have you ever asked the Lord of that? I have. I have, Lord. Lord, seal my lips. Seal them up. Don't let me sin against some poor soul. Oh, my friend, we, we're not going to be here long. Let's, let's ask the Lord to, 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 to teach us how to live. Do, do, you, do you know how to live? I don't. All I know is what the Lord says, and he says, love thy brethren as thyself. My friend, do we do that? No. No, we don't. No, we don't. And I hear now our folks in government, high-class folks, lying lying like a dog because they get hemmed up and they have to lie, and it's coming out on them. But my friend, you and I, we call ourselves God's children, and then we can't tell the truth. Let's tell the truth if it takes the hide off. That's what my dad used to tell me when he'd, when he'd give me a flogging or a good switching. He'd say, tell the truth, son, if it takes the hide off. And if you lie, then I'll take the hide off. And he would. He'd take it off of my bare legs. Us boys used to wear short birches in the summertime on the farm. And, boy, he'd get a lean, keen limb. And he'd wear them legs out. That's where he taught us how to dance. We learned how to dance doing the two-step backwards. We don't have much of that today, do we? Oh, no, we don't have much of that. Our children are gone, 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 gone. Way of Cain, my friend. They're gone because they have no parental authority. Most of them, a lot of them, many of our phone homes now don't have no dad. Some of them don't have a mother. I see on the news, I hear in the paper, how that their uh, grandmas are taking care of four and five kids because their mother's in jail for coke, drinking dope and all those things. But it's been that way so long, my friend. And I know it's only the grace of God. It's only the grace of God. Listen, when she yielded uh, to his lie, she saw that the tree was what? 
pleasant to the eyes, good for food, and desired to make her wise. These three things, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life, make up all that is of the world. When the woman shut God out, these things took the lead in her life. These three great agencies, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, according to 1 John 2, are the mediums through which Satan works. Then it was she reached forth her hand and took the fruit thereof and did eat and also gave to her husband with her, and he did eat. We'll get back into that in our next study, and we'll see where the man blamed a woman. That woman thou gavest me. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis. I, I, I long to hear from many of you. Pray for me. Let me know you're listening. And help me with the broadcast just a little if you can. We're just poor old sinner, saved by grace, doing what the Lord has given us commission to do, preach the gospel. And with the best of our ability, would you pray for me? The Lord give me wisdom and strength to go on. We're not critical of anybody, my friend. We're just bringing you sound doctrine. And uh, remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my phone number here at the office, area code 225-664-8658. Goodbye and God bless you.